0: In the Blue Lands, Kai and Sophia were in the cavern full of blue crystals. I think we've done it, said Kai. I think we've found the blue crystals. Isn't there only supposed to be one blue crystal, said Sophia? How will we know which one is the right one? I'm sure if we look closely, said Kai, it'll be obvious. There must be something about it that's special. Maybe it'll twinkle brighter or, or look more magical, he said. And so they walked throughout this massive cavern, looking at every single crystal in front of them. But they all looked very similar. Suddenly, in the far corner of the cavern, they saw a brilliant, bright blue light. That must be it, said Kai. Let's go to that light. It's shining brighter than anything I've ever seen. When they got closer, they saw that that light wasn't a crystal, it was a lady. She was wearing a long silk blue dress and had a beautiful face with long flowing golden hair. She had in front of her a harp and she softly played the most magical music they had ever heard. <laughs> she played her music, the children felt sleepy and calm. They curled up on the floor and they let their eyelids rest. Just as they were going to sleep in this blissful music, they heard the clunking of hooves on stone. The unicorn whinnied and snorted and neighed. children could hear the unicorn, but their minds drifted with the music. The children felt themselves being bumped about as the unicorn picked them up and put them on his back and galloped with all his might through to the other side of the cave. The unicorn's hooves were silent when they came out into the open on the other side, for it had snowed and what would have been a loud clatter of fury was a muffled thud. The moon was shining and it was full and it made the snow look pale blue, the unicorn rode at top speed all through the night until it came to a river, a crystal-clear, bright blue river. It let the sleeping children slide off its back and it went to the river and took a mouthful of the water. Then it walked back to the children and it spat the mouthful of water all over their faces. Uh, uh, what was that?' said Sophia. "'What are you doing?' she said to the unicorn. It's rude, you know, to spit water on someone's face when they were sleeping. I was having a nice dream and you ruined it. What happened, said Kai as he woke. Where are we? The unicorn was walking off. That rude unicorn spat water on our face, said Sophia. I was only trying to help, said a voice. Did you hear that, said Sophia. Did you hear it? Hear what, said Kai, who was still coming to. That voice. Hey, Unicorn, come back. Come back. Was that you? I've done my bit, said the Unicorn, and I'll be on my way. Guy, do you hear this? The Unicorn speaks. Unicorn, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't go because of me. I don't know what happened. Please explain to me what happened. The Unicorn stopped and turned around. That was the siren of the cave, he said. His mouth wasn't moving. The siren's music makes you fall asleep, and if you fall asleep... Well, then you wake up in your own bed, and you can never get back to Aralan. If it wasn't for me taking you here and splashing this special water on your face, then you would have been banished from Aralan. I'm sorry, said Sophia. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for not letting that happen. Sophia, said Kai, why are you talking at that unicorn? Because it's talking to me, said Sophia. No, it's not, said Kai. It's not moving its lips, can you see? It's not moving its lips, but it is talking. Listen to it, she said. Nope, said Kai. It's not moving its lips, and it isn't making a noise. I can hear it, she said. And I know it's not moving its lips, but, well, it's like I can hear its thoughts. Okay, said Kai. If that's true, then then what's the unicorn thinking about now? I don't know, said Sophia. Um, unicorn, what are you thinking about now? Oh, said the unicorn. Well, all right now? Right now I'm thinking about how I need a wee. Oh, said Sophia, um, the unicorn says it needs a wee. Kai burst into laughter. Stop talking nonsense. But he did notice the unicorn went and hid behind a bush. Trust me, Kai, I can hear what the unicorn's thinking. And the unicorn told me that that woman in the cave was a siren. She was trying to make us fall asleep so we couldn't come back to Aralan. And he took us here and put this magical water on our face and it woke us up and gave us a second chance. Oh, said Kai, if you really can hear what the unicorn's thinking. Well, we have so much to ask it. This is amazing, Sophia. He was excited and he was thinking in his mind of all the things he could get her to ask. Jump on my back, said the unicorn, and I will take you to shelter for the night. They climbed on the unicorn's back and he walked under the low hanging stars. They followed the river upstream, and then they came to a big waterfall. Its spray illuminated in the moonlight. The unicorn walked up to the waterfall, and then walked straight into it. Sophia was just about to complain about how wet she was getting, but on the other side were little rooms carved into the rock. This one's always left empty for me, said the unicorn. We can sleep here. The unicorn says we can sleep in here because this is a room specially for him, Sophia relayed to Kai. And they went inside and there was water and hay. The monotonous sound of the waterfall crashing down beside them was soothing that night. And in the morning, Sophia was woken by the unicorn's soft voice. It's time to get up, he said. Sophia woke Kai and they followed the unicorn back out to the other side of the waterfall. On the edge of the bank they saw a little wooden hut and on the side of it was a big wooden water wheel that was being powered by the river. When I found you in the cavern full of blue crystals, I knew that you were on the same quest as I am, said the unicorn. Knock on the door of the hut and tell him of your quest. Kai and Sophia didn't question. They walked up the path and they knocked on the door of the hut. They heard a muttering and a shuffling and then they heard the click-clack. Click, clack, click, clack, of many locks being undone. The door was opened a tiny bit, but held still closed by one last chain. Hello, said the voice from behind. What is it, and what do you want? Hello, said Sophia. We are on a quest to find the blue crystal, and our friend Unicorn says maybe you can help. Well, if it's advice on crystals you're after, then yes, you've come to the right place. Just a moment. And he undid the last lock. There in front of them stood an elderly man with white wispy hair and round spectacles perched on the end of his nose. He was wearing a white lab coat. Come in, come in, he said. Make yourselves comfortable. And he pushed piles of clutter off of the only two chairs in the room. I'm the crystal chemist, and who are you? he said, looking at them. We're Kai and Sophia, said Kai, and we're trying to find the blue crystal to try and remake the rainbow prism. Ah yes, 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 I've heard of this,' said the chemist. "'I know I shouldn't boast,' he said. "'But when it comes to crystals, I have to admit I am the king. "'I make lots of crystals, you know. "'I make them from scratch. "'Digging around in the dirt's not really my kind of style.' "'He showed them lots of glass jars with sticks across the top "'and strings dangling down and growing on the end of these strings. were crystals of all sorts, although lots of them were blue. Did you make all of these crystals? asked Kai. I did indeed, he said. Now my wish, my absolute aim is to make another one of those magical blue crystals you're after. You know, once upon a time I did actually make one. Oh, it was powerful. What happened to that crystal? asked Kai. Could we see it? Ah, well, yes, it's a bit of an awkward one, that, said the chemist. Now, I can't be sure exactly what happened to it. Maybe it was taken in the night, which is what I think happened. Well, maybe, quite possibly, I might have got it a bit mixed up with the blue crystals that didn't work and accidentally tossed it into the river. So tell me about these ones, said Sophia, pointing at the ones he had growing on the shelves. Are they magical? Do they have powers? Let's check, shall we? He said. "'These look like they're ready to be harvested.' "'And he took some down off the shelves. "'He took the largest one of all out of the jar "'and snipped it from its string, "'and then he placed it in Sophia's hand. "'Now, close your eyes and tell me what you feel,' he said. "'She closed her eyes, and she felt... "'Well, she felt a crystal in her hand. "'Um,' she said. "'Well, it feels like a crystal.' Before she could open her eyes, she felt his hands in hers grabbing it from her palm. And she heard a splosh. She opened her eyes. What's wrong, she said. He threw it out the window, said Kai. Why did you throw it out the window, she said. It was beautiful. I would have kept it. Beautiful, maybe, said the chemist. But we don't need beauty. We need power. What we're trying to make here is the most powerful blue crystal in the whole of the blue lands. And that, my dear friend, was not it. So, next one, he said, and he took the next one out of the jar and snipped it into Kai's hand. Let's see if you get anything from this one, he said. Now close your eyes. Kai closed his eyes and tried really hard to feel something. Um, he said, and straight away he felt the man's hands in his grabbing it from him. Just like the other one, he threw it out the window until it sploshed in the river outside. Well, if you had to eh about it, then there's definitely no pair in that one. Bother. Another day, another try, he said. I know that people believe that the best pair for crystals are all made deep within the earth. But I believe different. I know that you can make, with chemistry, the most magnificent crystals. And I won't have anyone tell me differently. I can prove it to you, you know. Come with me, I'll show you my special collection.' i keep them under lock and key because in the wrong hands they could cause havoc. They followed the crystal chemist back out down the bank and he led them towards the waterfall where they had stayed the night. He too walked straight through the water, but he led them to a different room, one with the door. It had seven locks on it, and the crystal chemist had quite a hard time remembering which key went with which lock. The room on the other side of the door was dark. It was like a storeroom and the only light was that that came in through the door. It was lined with shelves, and those shelves had rows and rows of boxes on them. He took down a box, and out of the first box, he grabbed a pure white crystal. "'Touch that one,' he said, but not for too long. They both touched it, and as they touched it, an icy feeling crept through their body until it ached. When they breathed out, frosty breath puffed into the air. "Ooh," said Sophia. "'It's very cold.' "'That's enough of that.' the crystal chemist, any longer and you'll turn to actual ice. He put it back in the box and wrapped it up in a piece of leather. Next, he pulled out a dark crystal. It was such a deep, dark colour, they could see it wasn't black, but they couldn't tell which colour it was. Touch this one, he said, but I don't recommend it for long either. They both touched it, and as they touched it, they felt shadows creep across the wall. They had an eerie feeling inside of them that made them want to run and hide. Sheer terror quaked through their bones. No! Stop! said Kai, and the chemist took it away and wrapped it up again. You can see why I need to keep these crystals under lock and key. In the wrong hands, this could do very bad damage. He took one more box off the shelf, and the crystal inside that was pink and yellow. Now this one... I've got to admit it's probably my favorite. Touch this, he said. When Kai and Sophia touched it, it felt as though they were being tickled from every direction, and they couldn't help but giggle. (laughs) 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 Ah, They squealed until he took it away, and their eyes were streaming with laughter. That is such a funny one, said Sophia. How did you make it? Each of these is a bit of a happy accident, if I'm honest, said the chemist. Since I made and lost that blue one, I started writing stuff down. I was so disappointed I couldn't remake it. But before that, well, it was just a bit of a hobby, a bit of fun. For the rest of the day, they went crystal finding in the river. It was full of the most amazing crystals, because every one that didn't have power, despite how beautiful it was, was tossed out the window by the water wheel. At the back of the chemist's hut was a crystal garden, of his most beautiful ones, the ones that even though they had no power, he couldn't part with. They slept in the unicorn's room again that night, and although they'd had a magical day collecting crystals and playing in the crystal garden, they never once forgot their true quest to find the real Blue crystal.